0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 7th of March, 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we run through the candidate taking on President Erdogan. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we explain a scandal in Portugal. But first, who is taking on Erdogan? Turkey's presidential and parliamentary elections are perhaps the most anticipated elections taking place this year, as the presidential vote in particular has been billed as the Turkish opposition's best ever chance to unseat President Erdogan, who has led the country for two decades. The election is rapidly approaching and is expected to take place on May the 14th. The question as to who the joint opposition candidate will be to take on Erdogan has finally been answered after the National Alliance unveiled Kemal Kaluch as their candidate. So, exactly who is Kemal Kaluch He's the 74-year-old leader of the main opposition Republican People's Party, or CHP. The former bureaucrat has led the center-left party since 2010 and has been described in the media as bookish and understated. He's even been given the nickname the Turkish Gandhi for his slight resemblance to the Indian civil rights leader. But his path to the nomination was not without difficulty. The opposition bloc that has put him forward, the Nation Alliance, is made up of six parties that span the political spectrum. So, unsurprisingly, the months of negotiations involved plenty of bickering and uncertainty. In fact, just last week, the leader of the Nationalist Good Party threatened to walk away from the alliance and refused to endorse Kaluch saying he was a weaker candidate than the likes of Ekrem Imamoglu and Mansur Yavash. The mayors of Istanbul and Ankara, but this spat was seemingly resolved, and the good party rejoined the alliance after it was agreed that İmamoğlu and Yavash would be vice presidential candidates. There's concern in parts of the anti-Erdogan camp that Kılıçdaroğlu doesn't have the charisma or popular appeal to unseat the president. Nevertheless, observers say Erdogan has never looked so vulnerable. Turkey's ongoing economic turmoil was already a major factor, and, added to that, his government has faced criticism for its response to the devastating earthquake that struck the country last month. During his two decades leading Turkey, first as prime minister and now as president, Erdogan has consolidated political power in his office, pushed the country in a more conservative, traditionalist, and religious direction, while overseeing democratic backsliding and a suppression of dissent critics say. The opposition has pledged to reverse this trend by transitioning to a strengthened parliamentary system while governing through consultation and consensus. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced an investigation into allegations that foreign countries, particularly China, meddled in Canada's recent elections. Reports published in Canadian media, citing anonymous intelligence sources, alleged that China ran interference schemes in the 2019 and 2021 elections. These claims have been described by China as purely baseless and defamatory. Trudeau said he will be appointing an independent special rapporteur who will look into the claims of foreign meddling and make expert recommendations on combating interference and strengthening our democracy. Trudeau had been under pressure from his opponents, who have been calling on him to take action, but he stopped short of the full public inquiry that they had been asking for. He said the investigator could recommend a formal inquiry and that he'd abide by their recommendation. No political leaders have suggested that election results were swayed by any attempted interference. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Yesterday, a Twitter employee started a Twitter thread aimed at Elon Musk, asking if he still had a job at the company. In the thread, Halle Thorleifson claimed that Musk's head of HR is not able to confirm if I'm employed or not. In characteristic Musk fashion, he replied publicly by asking, what work have you been doing? The thread continued with Musk effectively publicly interviewing Thorleifsson for his own job. Following this, Thorleifsson confirmed that he had received an email sacking him. Musk tweeted later that the reality is that this guy, who is independently wealthy, did no actual work, claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevented him from typing, yet was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. Thorleifsson sold his company in early 2021 to Twitter. As part of the acquisition, he was taken on as a full-time employee at Twitter. He explained that part of the reason he sold his company is because he had muscular dystrophy and his body is slowly failing him. Japan had to self-destruct its flagship H3 rocket shortly after launch on Tuesday, the latest setback for the country's space agency, JAXA. The H3, Japan's first medium-lift rocket in three decades, had been billed as a cheaper rival to SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket for sending government and commercial satellites into orbit. Seven minutes after launch, it was noticed that the rocket's velocity was falling and second-stage ignition could not be confirmed. Mission Control issued a self-destruct command because there was no possibility of achieving the mission. It was the second attempt at debut launch for the H3 and also the second failure. The first attempt was aborted in February due to electrical system issues. The government called the latest failure extremely regrettable. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss pardons for cannabis possession. On Friday last week, the U.S. Department of Justice launched an application form for people who were pardoned by President Biden's administration to prove that they were given clemency. This, in effect, will help people whose prior convictions were preventing them from getting jobs or housing. The form can be filled out online or mailed, and it asks for basic information about the individual's cannabis offence alongside demographic data. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of a Portuguese political scandal, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube.